Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So I like to look for new out-of-the-way fishing holes. If I'm on a trip and have my gear, I'll pull up a map, look at the different connecting waterways, and try to find back roads that may lead to spots that few people know about. On one trip... Maybe about 10 years ago, I'm in Western PA and I'm looking for a road to connect me with this small and sort of out of the way stream that I found on the map. I'm in the country, it's not too desolate but houses are definitely getting farther and farther apart and looking more and more, well, beat up I guess. I surmise that I'm really close to where this stream is supposed to be so I turn down a dirt road that leads toward a tree line in the direction that I believe this stream could be. The road starts out in okay shape, but as soon as I pass into the tree line, stuff gets really weird. It's mid-afternoon, but the canopy of trees is so thick that it suddenly looks like dusk. Then the road very quickly deteriorates, starts to close in, and then starts to pretty much vanish, I guess. There are banks on either side of me, so I figure that I'm on some sort of old logging road that rarely, if ever, gets vehicles on it anymore. The road is getting worse and worse. Large rocks start appearing at random spots in the road, the first sort of sporadically and then more frequently. It's very unnatural looking. It looks like they were placed on purpose, I guess, but my car is a four-wheel drive. I'm getting a little worried because the rocks are getting larger and combine this with the how tight the road now is and driving around them is becoming more and more sketchy. It's definitely becoming harder to get through this. I'm now driving very slow so as not to pop a tire or make a wrong move and get stuck on the bank or something. But the road suddenly takes a very sharp left-hand turn and sort of downward as well. I creep along this turn but stop as I see the road continuing this weird downward trajectory. At this moment, my gut starts talking to me and telling me to turn around but it's at this point that I realize that I can't. The road is just not wide enough to do a three-point turn. I could chance it, but I didn't want to get my front end caught on something pushing over the bank or my back end going off the back in the other direction and getting stuck. So I say to myself, 
keep pushing forward and you are bound to get to just enough room to turn around shortly. As I make my way driving this weird downward road with sharp curves and oddly placed rocks, I start to see items off to the side of the road. At first, it's just garbage, bottles, boxes, wrappers, etc. Then I start seeing toys, kids toys, and lots of them, like an uncomfortable amount. Then I start seeing clothes. Some look old and weathered like they'd been there for years and some look fairly new. The amount of clothes that I'm seeing also increases. Then I start seeing mattresses. Not one mattress, but lots of them, all over the place. They're dirty and there's heaps of dark stains on them. And it's at this point that my gut is now screaming at me to get out of here, but I still don't have room to turn around. While I'm sitting there and trying to figure out my next move, I suddenly get the distinct feeling that I'm being watched from somewhere. The moment that that feeling hits me, I audibly yell at myself, nope. Then I slam the car in reverse and drive reverse, dodging all of the random rocks and all the way back up and out the sharp turns until the path levels out again. I go full on get the heck out of here mode and risk making the three point turn as well. My back end goes slightly off the bank and I slam back into drive and pound the gas to throw myself back onto the road and out of whatever Darkwoods horror movie that I just discovered. I still have no clue what I happened to come across that day. Best case scenario was probably some deep woods meth den. All I know is that ever since then, no matter what I'm doing, the moment that my gut starts telling me to get out, I listen to it. I used to work the docks of a, a salmon cannery in middle of nowhere Alaska, 16 hours a day, 7 days a week, no days off from May until August. It was a really cool job if I'm being honest, but lots of uh, seedy characters. Seasonal work in remote places seems to attract people who don't really fit in with normal society, I guess, or people who well, want to get away from something maybe. Gary, he was one of those people. He had worked at another place in town that was owned by the same parent company and in the lead up to the fishing season, he was lent to us for some carpentry tasks. Gary was probably in his uh, 40s or 50s, grey hair, weird delivery in his speech, not like a, a speech disorder, just like weird I guess is the best way to explain it. Like he was smiling inside about something grotesque while he spoke. When he first got to our camp, he was telling me the HR stuff kept asking him all these personal questions. I asked what kind of questions and he responded that they wanted his full name and phone number. He told them that he didn't feel comfortable with that and would be willing to work for a reduced rate if he could just keep the information to himself. Obviously, that was a huge red flag. One day though, I'm working with a co-worker on a, a little welding project when Gary pops out of a doorway. He goes, hey, you guys want some meat? We've been eating cafeteria food for weeks at this point and working hard enough that we always maintain a caloric deficit. You don't say no to good food, right? He cut us each off a slice and it was a smoked something. Now, here's some personal info on me. 
My family is Eastern European. I was born in New York City and then spent half of my childhood in NC. I've been eating smoked meats of uh, every variety all my life pretty much. It's a piece of my culture basically. But I don't know what the heck this was. It was almost pork I guess but it wasn't pork. Gary goes, you guys like that? To which we respond sheepishly, uh, yeah thanks Gary. Gary literally laughs at this like slowly and creepily and then just leaves. Now me and this guy that I'm working with look at each other and sort of laugh it off and say well we must have just eaten Gary's wife or something. Dark vibes. I love my job. Anyway later that night I'm in the cafeteria alone eating a bagel. Gary walks in. Hey man you like the meat earlier? Yeah, Gary, it was good, I respond. Gary goes, that's funny, man, and then just sort of laughs softly. I don't know, I'm pretty sure that I ate a slice of Gary's wife that day. What comes to mind when you picture the perfect roommate? One who comes when you call? One who doesn't forget to lock the doors? One who doesn't steal your milk just a little bit at a time, hoping you won't notice. At Apartments.com, they understand that. When it comes to roommates, a pet can be your best bet. They're easygoing, eat what you serve them, and never clog the toilet. That's why they have the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. And with instant alerts, you'll know the moment your perfect, pet-friendly place becomes available. So, when you need a place that's pet-friendly and human-tolerant, Check out Apartments.com, the place to find your pet-friendly place. I uh, haven't told this story much and it still creeps me out to this day. See, when I was 12 years old in about 2013, I moved to this old house built in about the 1940s. No one has lived in this house for over 30 years and it was the first fall that I'd seen at this house. I was taking trash out to our back porch and from there I could see a tree line that's normally very green and hard to see through, but seeing how it's fall, the leaves are almost all fallen. And as I walk out to take the trash out, I look at the tree line. About 30 to 40 yards away, I see four or five of at least seven foot tall, like pure white humanoid and no faced creatures. I stand there in awe, not knowing what to think. It honestly looks like they're sort of talking with hand gestures or something, but I couldn't hear anything, obviously. Now that I think of it, too, I really heard nothing at the time. No birds, bugs, or even the trees moving with the visibly moving branches. I screamed, hey, to which the creatures became sort of motionless like a statue. Then I proceeded to ask, who are you? To which I stand there for a second before the creatures dispersed. Now I could see far into the woods and they all went their separate way, not even hearing a leaf or a twig crack when they fled. But they ran off so quickly that it almost seemed like a blur as well. To be honest, after that I sort of completely forgot about the experience until later that night, which I know is really weird. As I said though, I was young and at this time my mum worked night shift and wasn't there for when I screamed at these creatures. 
For your interest too, I lived on essentially a farmland, but my neighbors could easily walk up my driveway in a matter of like two or three minutes. So later that night, around 9pm, I heard knocking on my back door, the one where it leads to the back porch where the creatures were, and I thought that maybe my mum told the neighbors to check up on me or something, so I go to check it out. I go to the back door, turn the back porch light on and open it to where nobody was there. Casually, I sort of chopped it up to maybe one of my dogs hitting the door or something around like that. Now, after this, knocking kept coming from the door and it was weird because every time that I rounded a door to where I could see the back door, the knocking just stopped. This happened a few more times every few minutes as well, ranging from when I turn my back from the door to when the moment that I sit back on my bed to just waiting five or ten minutes before it happened again. After about an hour of this, I think, and increasing anxiety, I got fed up and I went outside to scream, I don't know who you are, but you better stop. And to my surprise, it did. For about 30 minutes, that is. Then the knocking came around the house, on the windows, the doors, the walls from the outside for about another 30 minutes. I was scared, curled up in the corner of my bed. After the 30 minutes, there was one last bang beside my window that I felt like sort of shook the house a bit and was shocked the window didn't break in fact. And that was the end of it. There was really nothing for the rest of the five years that I lived there. The shocking part though was that the outside was old, as stated, and could honestly be broken with one good swing to the exterior, but where that final bang was, there was no sign of any impact. Honestly, I think that's what scared me the most too, that this creature could full force shock my house and leave like no damage whatsoever. I lived in Tennessee, by the way, if this maybe helps figure out what this thing is. Side note, too, is that I have some friend stories with these creatures if anyone wants to know about them, but for now, this will have to do. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Me and my roommate moved into this place about 10 months ago. The landlord who lives above us told us that this place is haunted. Our landlord is 80 years old and apparently channels. She says that she channels her higher self as well as living people. People who passed on and Ashta or something. 
and I'm like, okay, that's cool, sure. When we looked at the house, we saw the sauna. It has like an old wooden door, but after we moved in, handprints appeared on the door, and they looked like they were sort of dragging down, I guess. I mean, that could have been anything, right? But fast forward a little bit, and I'm in the bathroom. My roommate downstairs is in his room. I hear footsteps coming up the stairs, and I wait to see if he pops up, and no. I call him over Facebook and ask, are you upstairs? But I can hear him downstairs in the room. He says, no, I'm in bed. Why? I explain that I heard footsteps. I go down to his room. Later, he needs to use the bathroom. And the same thing happens to him. He hears footsteps and nobody's there. We stayed in the same room that night. And the next thing that happened was just super creepy. You see, me and my roommate were sitting in his bedroom watching some videos and drawing. He has this old music snow globe that he has on his dresser. The video that we had playing was a gameplay video and it had music box music for the background sound. We thought the sound was a little bit odd so we paused it, put the video back 10 seconds and played it again. We then realized that it was the snow globe that was actually playing. We could hardly believe it. A while later and we were in bed and in the middle of the night we both heard a bang. We didn't see what it was because, I mean, we just got out of there, but when we got up the next day, his silver the hedgehog pop figure was on the ground with his limbs, and I mean all four of them, ripped off. And there's just no way that that should have been possible. There was a hand on the sofa, two feet off the ground, a leg under a blanket, and two just on the floor, the GameCube that we have was also opened and the creepy thing was that the little clear stand pop figures that we have, all of them were unmoved, untouched, except for that pop figure. It was a, a really weird experience and for us, we just could never explain it. A month later, I used this filter on TikTok. It's supposed to catch ghosts or whatever. It has sort of like glowing eyes and would appear when it finds a face. And I always felt like something was watching me and so I started to film. I walked up the stairs to the main floor and something popped up at face level looking like it was peeking around the corner. I got a bit freaked out by that I admit so I ran to my room. A week ago our landlord was out for a family thing and we heard someone running up and down the hall at like 11pm at night. We heard banging and thumping and it sounded like somebody was dropping something. Our landlord is not the strongest and can't run or carry things so we found this out later that she definitely wasn't home and even if she was, there's just no way that she could have done this. Again, a few days ago, I was downstairs trying to find some towels and my roommate is upstairs. He said, Rose, Rose, are you up there? I replied with no why and not even a minute later I hear something loudly whisper in my ear a pookie or something like that which is just a weird thing me and my roommate say to each other. I jumped out of my skin and looked to the door wondering if my roommate snuck up on me or something but he was upstairs still in the bathroom. Two days ago I cleaned the bedroom and all was good like I was proud of that room 
and yesterday we found a dead spider on the dresser. Today, all the legs were ripped off and placed all around it. We just constantly feel like we're being watched and we always hear footsteps like I said. Have you ever felt something like this? Like someone is giving you a death glare that you can almost imagine them being there. You can sort of feel it I guess. But when you look around there's nobody there. That's how I feel a lot in this place. When we come home from work we can sort of feel it. As if something's looking at us through a window or something. We're moving soon and it's starting to get worse as well. We mentioned moving before the whisper in my ear and I don't know if it wants us to stay or go but in any case we're getting out of here as quickly as we can. A few years ago in the northern parts of Sweden I'm going out for a nice evening of fishing. I am what I guess is a, a fisherman supervisor. I check that the other fishermen get their license at a certain area of the lakes and streams and whatnot. And anyway, this is in late summer and I've been doing my round, which I usually end with going to a small lake and fly fishing for some trout. This lake or pond is pretty deep in the forest and I rarely meet anyone there. Actually, I've never really met someone there, I guess. This lake looks kind of like a crater, I guess you could say. A perfect round circle that's perhaps 100 meters in diameter. It contains a natural population of perch and trout. Anyway, it's a warm summer evening with a slight breeze. The birds are chirping and the fish is rising to all the insects spawning on the surface. I rig my gear and aim for one of the fish rising to the right of me. At the same second as my fly lands on the surface, it's like... Someone pauses time or something. The sun hides behind a cloud. The wind stops blowing. The birds are suddenly completely silent. And the fish stop eating too. All of a sudden, a, a smell rises from the ground that I'm standing on. It smells like something dead. Something really rotten. Like I have a carcass buried under my feet. All of a sudden, I'm aware that there's also something walking out of the forest behind me, maybe 10 to 15 meters behind me. It's like I can see it in the corner of my eye, but I still really can't see it. I know it's really hard to understand, but every hair in my body is on end, and it's suddenly very cold around me too. This thing watching me just stands there, and I don't have the courage to turn around at all. I see my fly sink to the bottom, but... I can't move. I can't do anything about it because I don't dare move. Then the wind just hits me and it carries the awful smell away. The sun hits me again. A bird is singing somewhere in the forest and the almost overtaking feeling of being watched lets go of me. I turn around suddenly and there's nothing there. On the lake the fish start rising again and at that... I pack my gear and I throw the backpack on my back and I run for it, through the forest all the way to my car. I hit the gas and drive like a maniac until I find the big road in civilization again. I park at the side of the road and say to myself, what the heck was that? My heart is still racing. I haven't visited this lake since this happened and I know I won't be. 
What do you guys think it was, though? I've probably visited this place 20 times before this happened and never felt anything like it. The only thing is that I'm always afraid of bears when I visit it. I do fish at a lot of ponds and lakes that are pretty deep in the forest, but nothing like this has ever happened. There's a lot of wildlife in these places, of course. Deers, moose, fox, and the occasional wolf, bobcat, and bear. I'm familiar with them, and this just wasn't that. I'm never afraid of meeting one except when I've been visiting this particular lake, and anyway... I apologize for my bad English. Like I said, I'm from Sweden and it's not my first language, but I hope you get the gist of it and if you have any ideas of what this could have been, then I would really love to hear it. Thanks. When I was 12, I lived in a town called Steuben. I lived in a house with my mom and my older brother at the time who wasn't home for most of this, but one night I was up late, probably around four in the morning, when I suddenly heard what sounded like somebody standing next to me and just sort of breathing. Almost spot on the sound that you'd hear if somebody inhaled through their nose and then exhaled from their mouth. I got up to try and pinpoint where it was coming from, and every time I, I thought that I was coming closer to it, it would move and suddenly it would be behind me or in another corner of the kitchen or something. Once I realized that, I went straight up to my room until sunrise, which was just above the kitchen. When the sun came up, I went down and my mum was awake and went to her and told her I wanted to tell her about something and she said that she wanted to tell me about something too. So I went first and told her what I had heard and her response was that she was about to tell me the same thing that she had been getting up early some mornings and sitting in the kitchen on the computer and hearing this breathing sound. After that, this thing came around for a good two weeks or so, every night, in the middle of the night. Until one time, I finally broke down and screamed at it to leave us alone, and it just immediately stopped and never returned after that. Another time, I was laying in my bed on my phone and talking to my friend in another town when my mattress just started shaking violently. It wasn't an earthquake or anything like that because it was only the mattress that shook. It felt exactly like as if someone had walked up to it, grabbed it and just started shaking it like crazy. Whenever family members would visit this house, they would always think that they saw someone going up the stairs. One night, I slept in our living room by myself with nothing on and distinctly heard someone whisper my name to me. A lot of other things have happened while living there too, including weird stuff outside. I'm in my 30s now and I've never been able to come up with a satisfying explanation as to what could have been making that breathing sound, or how it could also be able to move around like that and reacted to me yelling at it. I guess why I'm sharing this too is that I'm wondering, has anyone else had an experience like this? This story takes place five years ago. At the time I was 14 and I was a boy scout since I was about 11. It was on a summer holiday and we were usually two weeks in the wild just doing scout stuff. We get to know other scout groups from the other parts of the country too. 
it's generally a really good time to meet new people. This time, we met with three other groups and we would spend three weeks together. For the record, I was with the two other guys of my group and we shared a tent together. So, the days go on and one of my friends has a crush on this girl. But one day he invites her to our tent on the evening to have some fun playing cards and tell jokes and she agreed. And on that evening, she snuck up to our tent and came with a few friends of hers. Her name was Mia. We had a good time during the night and a couple of hours later they both left. During the time at the camp, a good friend of mine, Lisa, had a crush on Mia who was also into her. And it was a really happy moment for everyone, really. The days go on and Mia gets uh, a little bit weird, I guess, and talks alone to people who aren't in the camp. As time goes on, rumors start spreading that Mia apparently tried to end her life in a forest or something. Apparently a kid saw her trying to do something and after that they alerted the adults and she was going to get picked up by her parents a couple of days later. She was gone for a couple of days and everything pretty much went back to normal. Little did we know though that Mia was back in the camp as other younglings saw her in the forest saying things in the likes of I want to see Elisa while holding a knife. At that moment everybody was scared. The adults decided to dress up a big tent and put us all inside whilst we waited for Mia to show up. Eventually she did show up too saw us and ran straight towards us with knife in hand. It happened so quickly but I remember it. One of the adults managed to tackle her down and made sure that she wouldn't get up by holding her tight. Another adult made sure to pick her knife up and called for the police and her parents. When the police showed up they took Mia followed by her parents and it was the last time that I saw her. Since then I only ever really heard from her once more. I heard that she was diagnosed with schizophrenia or something like that and she's in a clinic with people there to help her. Lisa is obviously still traumatized by all of these events but one thing that really bums her out is that her name is one letter apart from Mia's. People sometimes mispronounce it and it always makes her recall these events. Anyway, obviously Mia and Lisa aren't the real names of the girls but you get the drift. It was a stressful time for everyone and it's something that I'll never forget. So I live in an apartment with my family in Morocco and I'm in a period where I need to focus for my final exams. Today, as usual, I'm sick and so I didn't go to school. I use this free time to practice more for the upcoming tests and at approximately, I would guess 8pm, my father called me and suggested that I should go for a car ride in order to spend some time with him. My parents are divorced so when I'm with my mother I see him less often than I do my mum. Anyway, I was with my father for like 30 minutes and it was really nice. We arrived in the front of the building where I live with my mum. I said goodbye to him and I went towards the building. I pushed the button of the intercom so that my mum would open the door and then I saw a food deliverer with his motorcycle parked just next to me. He comes... So here he comes, which is obviously not a problem. I thought that he was going to deliver something to a neighbor. Nothing unusual here, but I don't know. 
there was just something off. Firstly, usually deliverers in Morocco, I don't know if this is the case in other countries but certainly is here, have like a box where they store the food in order to keep it warm. But this guy, he didn't have one. He was just holding the bag with the food in his hand while riding the motorcycle. Also, he opened his phone like as if he was going to check a delivering app. But as I said, he didn't have the box or the logo of a delivering surface anywhere on him. So even if my mother did unlock the door, I preferred not to open it and talk to this guy. I order from restaurants and fast food a lot, and I'm used to seeing deliverers and even talk a little bit with them from time to time to try and make them laugh and get to know them a bit. I know it's a hard job because of the people being jerks, so I don't know, I just try to be as friendly as I can. So I start saying hi to this guy, how are you bro, in Moroccan, and the guy was pretty nice. He had a great smile and a nice way of talking, but he took time before answering me like he was sort of, I don't know, like lagging or something. But it's okay, it happens. Maybe he was stressed or preoccupied, so nothing to worry about. I asked him what door number is it, and he replied, 42, which is odd because the last door of the building is like the 14th, I think. So I told him to check the app, and then I tried to watch his phone, even though I'm not next to him, and instead of opening a delivering app, he opened WhatsApp and didn't even open a chat. Then he said, oh, uh, door 11. And at this moment, I knew something was wrong because I live at the 12th door and so 11th door is right next to me and I'm sure that my neighbors weren't the ones to order because they were on a trip. So at this point, I got a little bit stressed and I told him that it must be an error because of the reason that I just told you guys, but he insisted to go in and told me that he's used to deliver at this address and that he knows where he needs to go and he also tells me that the customer knows him and that he asked him to be quick because he liked his food to be as hot as possible. I said to this guy that I couldn't just let him enter the building but that I was going to check if the guys of the 11th floor were back from their trip and if so I was going to let them know that he was here. I also told him that the guard of the building was usually in the cafe next by and that he could go and talk to him if he wanted. I also lied to him and told him that my dad was waiting for me and that I just needed to go to the WC for a sec. He was angry at first, but he immediately changed his attitude and became sort of friendly again. I asked him to step aside and then I asked again my mum to unlock the door and enter it. I was still nervous and while I was walking towards the elevator, I got really scared all of a sudden because I noticed that I didn't hear the door close behind me. I felt numb because I could have closed it myself, but at this moment, I was sure that he had entered the building. I immediately started running towards the staircase, and at the same time, he tried to throw the bag that he was holding at me. I don't know why, but he missed. At this moment, I'm thinking really quickly... I also have Crohn's disease, which in short is a disease that causes inflammation of the intestines and a lot of pain, but according to my doctor, it also explains why I'm an anxious person and why I usually think too much. And so, I already thought in the past of a scenario where I needed to hide from something in the building. I know, it's weird, but I've come to the conclusion that the underground parking garage is the best place. 
uh, because it's really large due to the fact that it was shared by four buildings. So I run as quickly as I can towards that staircase and I immediately start going downstairs. Now, before I continue, I need to state that I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm like 6'3", and so it's difficult for me to hide quickly. I run, and I hear him chasing me, and at this moment, I remember that the other buildings have their own doors in the parking lot, so I run towards one of them. I see someone from afar and start screaming, a call, and the caretaker of the building's name, quickly, but he didn't react and then enter one of the doors. I go upstairs, open the door of the building and enter the bakery just next to it. Luckily, uh, I find the caretaker or the concierge, I don't know, I'm really not sure how to say it in English, and explain to him really quickly what's happening. He immediately got out of the bakery and started chasing this guy, but he was too far away and was running towards his motorcycle, so we couldn't catch him. I was tired of all of that running, but strangely, I wasn't really in shock or anything. And still, while sharing this, I feel a little bit, I don't know, maybe excited about what happened or something. Am I weird? I'm definitely not going to tell my parents because they'll forbid me to go out alone or take a taxi ever again. I tried to look out for the bag that he tried to throw at me, but it wasn't there anymore, and... And look, I know that I'm selfish for not calling the police and preferring not to worry about it, but honestly, they wouldn't do anything anyways. In the end, I don't know what that was all about. I have some suspicions that maybe it was a kidnapping attempt or something like that. All I know is that I'm glad that whoever that guy was, he didn't catch me. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.